Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, I was gonna say about the the book club that were that is has happened. Oh. So like a little ad for our own Discord before the main event. So you think that we should tell the people about the book club that's happening in the Discord? I think we should run a little ad for it before we start the show and talk okay. about the book club that's in the Discord. The book, uh, the Discord book club. Yeah, at bit.ly/crunchdiscord. Yeah, the book club that's in the Discord. Yeah, the book club in the Discord. And you know what book they're doing? Uh, the Power of Silence. Check the Discord to find out. Against oh, the dictatorship of noise. Well, I think people should go to bit.ly slash crunch discord and check out the, the Lenten book club on the Power of Silence by S- S- Mr. Seurat. <laughs> Mr. Cardinal. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that when added to another podcast does not equal the size of a larger podcast. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. That's good. That's funny. I've been thinking about that all day. (laughs) That's good. Do you think people will notice that we're recording this podcast on Ash Wednesday? I think people notice nothing because their senses are dulled because they're fasting today Uh and also forevermore. They're not listening to this podcast when they're fasting. Oh, we're not live stream. We're not live. We're not live. We were almost live. I hit the go live button on Streamlabs on accident, should and we, then I had to undo we, it. Should we get back on Twitch? Like a Linton penance? <laughs> I don't know, man. Twitch was fun, but it was kind of like it's two hard. hours of my time. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from the guy that spent an hour making a 10-second video clip earlier. Listen, just moments ago. Just moments listen. ago. It took so I, I was editing this 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 thing and it took me like an hour or so to like get into the groove of it. Groove. But I think now now that I've figured out like a lot of that was like stuff that I don't have to do again. Like choose the font, choose the color. You know what I mean? I don't have to do that every time. Yeah. Um it, I, I I got pretty I got pretty into it and then um I think I think all in all, I think I could edit that entire thing again in five minutes. Five minutes. Yep. Wow. Yep, because it was like part Color of it. Color me, impressed. I mean, the biggest the biggest thing with editing was like chopping up the video 
And if I had just scripted the video better when I was shooting it, it would have been easier to edit and post. Mm -hmm. This is why so. uh, everything is in editing, which is why I hesitate so much to give up the editing rights to the show. The editing rights to the show. Yeah. <laughs> rights. And no, I, 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 if, you, if you like editing so much, I'll let you have it. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> no one likes editing. Oh, gosh. All right. So um, so it's Ash Wednesday. You went to, yeah. obviously, did you go to a mass or did you go to a communion service? I went to a mass. Wow. I went to Actually. a communion service and they ran out of the Eucharist. No. Which I was like, what? Isn't this one of those moments where like they need a miracle or whatever so that yeah. me and like the four other people at the end of the line can can receive Jesus? But apparently, I mean, they can split them in half. That's what I was thinking that they would do, but then they didn't. And then the, we got, it was like the last five people and the deacon just looked at us and went, Deacon vibes. I was like, "Dang, I w I am a little bit blessed because Peter was screaming uh, during the homily, so I didn't have to listen to the deacon preach the homily, and so that was nice." <laughs> <laughs> deacon homilies. It's a shame. Hey, if you're a deacon out there, we're sorry, but thank you for your service. Mention something other than college football. Like, there's got to be other things that you like, like books. Do you like books? I don't even I don't even need you to mention anything you like. I just need you to read <laughs> word for word the homilies of the church fathers and then sit down. <laughs> and I think we would all be better off, you included, if if you did not have to uh, write a reader reader's digest ass homily every single week. It's 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 a little bit um, insufferable. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, I've I've heard very few good deacon homilies in my life. Yeah. And the only good ones that I have heard have been from transitional deacons. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just makes you wonder. What's what's been going on, Pat? What's the news with you today? Tell me about Patrick. Tell me about Lent 23. Tell me about your refusal to give up the flannel shirts. Yeah, no, I would never. Tell me what's happening. Um did we record last year on no. Wednesdays? Did we record last year on Wednesdays? Because I was fasting every Wednesday last year, and I am low energy podcasting today. Yeah, it's hard. It's not. It's hard to podcast on an empty tummy. Mm -hmm. Every year I forget. Every year I forget. What, I what about fasting? No. Every every year I wake up and I, I to fast on Ash Wednesday. Uh huh. And I forget to do i just go i'm not i'm just gonna go to work you know i'm just gonna i don't have to, i'm just gonna go pray and then i'm gonna go to work you know right. i'm not gonna like i forget to I, I i phoebe has this this routine this uh mm -hmm. this moisturizing routine for me okay i don't do um you, you on just, ash wednesday you just lay there and she does it to you no 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 oh. she told me about it and I, i'm supposed to do it and i do it pretty much i do it pretty much every day but on ash wednesday and like the fasting days i'm just too tired to do it and you're like, you're you know, tired already in the morning. Yeah. What do you mean? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pause. 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 Functionally, nothing is different about the morning of Ash Wednesday than any other day. No, you would think so. I do. You would I think know. So. I know but, so because but my you hunger can't prove in the morning. My yeah. hunger in the morning yeah. is just so demotivating. Like I don't <laughs> want to do anything because I'm like I'm going to feel like this all day. Sure. There's no reprieve. You have. You have. Uh, a. a, a, a a, a you have ASAD, Ash, 
A A A Waz Ash Wednesday seasonal affective disorder. Yes. Uh-huh. As, and Aswald. Um, Oswald. <laughs> Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I forget to wash my face, and then I go to mass and I hear the gospel where Jesus is like, "When you fast, <gasps> wash your face." And I'm just like, "Shoot, I forgot to wash my stupid face." Uh, I can't now because I got the thing on my face. Yeah. I also heard the the gospel today, and it you know remember that line where it's like. Don't let your right hand tell your left hand what it's doing. Yeah. Last time I checked, hands don't have mouths. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Huh? We sure we're going to listen to this, dude? Pluck your eye out. I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot of this a lot of this stuff this guy said doesn't make much sense. Yeah, it must be it must have made sense at the time, but we probably don't have to pay much attention to it now. Yeah, it's you know? probably probably redaction criticism. It's probably uh, it's probably supplemented later in the yeah. Babylonian captivity to mm. to reinforce the Davidic kingdom. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the Babylonian captivity after I like I like applying historical criticism to things that are like recent. Mm-hmm. Oh, this this section of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban is probably a later edition by a sure. different author um, because you can tell by the heavy use of the word like. Like uncharacteristic of J.K. Rowling's writings. Wow. Is that what people say about the scripture? Yeah, they'll say like, oh, well, this isn't really how Paul writes in other parts of the Bible. You don't know. How do you you don't know? How do you know? know? How do you know? It's like as if the only things that Paul ever wrote is the Bible. I was watching this video. Yeah. And this guy was like, can we add more books to the Bible? And he's like, probably not. To add to add more books to the Bible would mean we'd have to discover a lost letter of Saint Paul. And I was like, hey man, do you? I think had a Protestant tell me this once. Yeah. Do you think if we found another letter of Saint Paul, it would automatically go in the Bible? Do you think that's Dude, what would people, happen? People, people, they love Saint Paul, bro. They love him. I don't think. I don't think if we found another letter of Saint Paul, if it would go in the Bible. No, I don't think so either. I believe in a closed canon. I'll say that. Yeah, but right then now. that was the thing was he was like he was like, yeah, closed canon. It's like the canon's closed. He was like, we don't have a he's like, we probably can't add books to the Bible because there's no unified body to add those books to the Bible. And I said, I commented, hey man. There if is there's no unified body to determine the can- canonicity of a, bu- a book of the Bible. How did we get this? <laughs> how did we get it? Who did it just show up at a Barnes and Noble one day and said, Hi, I'm a bestseller? <laughs> hmm. Who who are Barnes and Noble? <laughs> They're the same guys Barnes from the circus. And Noble, pray for us. I think um, with the with regards to Protestants' love for the Apostle Paul, I think I don't know what they think that he did, but it seems like to me that they think that he just went town to town and just asked people to raise their hands and repeat after him, and then when they did that, he picked up and then went to the next town, and like that's kind what of what do you mean? Like they, they oh you, you repeat after me I Jesus I want you in my heart you know like they that's, oh, sure. that's yeah, what yeah, he yeah. did you know mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like they don't talk about Jesus's ministry as much as Paul's ministry because they can kind of wrap their minds around oh this guy just went and told people to say words and then he went uh-huh. to another place and he told them to say words it is interesting that that's not what Jesus did <laughs> yeah and that's that's it's like Paul's ministry was very specific to like what he needed to do in those towns in that moment. But Jesus' ministry, I feel like, is more universal, you know? I don't yeah. know. I've been thinking about that. That's not really important or relevant to anything at all. I've just been thinking about it. 
Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. I, I do. I do think people um, like that. The the I I had a I had a I had a discussion with my wife about this. Oh, good. Because I was like, I don't think. I was like, I don't think Protestants know the Bible as well as we think they do. There's like this vibe, right? Of like, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Protestant listeners, bit.ly slash. Yeah, all five. Repent and submit to the Pope. Um, but I, I was thinking, I was like, we the 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 narrative around Protestants in the Bible is like Protestants are like super biblical, and Catholics aren't. But if you go to like a Protestant service. They like list a couple of verses like during the sermon. Whereas that like are, a Catholic that are cherry mass, picked from all over. Like they are not. It's yeah. not like maybe they'll be doing a, a series on Romans or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But usually my experience has been we're going to take a little bit from first Peter we're gonna take a little bit from Corinthians. We're going to take a little bit from Galatians. We're going to take a little bit from this. And that's just the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And so like that. But that's the thing is like all of the words that all of the books that you just mentioned were letters yep and i very rarely hear like bible stories from oh. protestant churches you mean like the old testament no no no, no. like no. even new testament you stuff. mean like, like david even, and even goliath like, then the new testament stuff like 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 parables you know oh. i don't know i rarely like i i was i was i was talking to phoebe about this and i was like i think we compare we compare like the worst catholic to the best protestant mm. you know like Oh, the the average Catholic doesn't know the Bible, but the average Protestant does. I'm like, I think I don't I don't think that's true. I think the average Catholic and the average Protestant are about one to one in terms of biblical literacy. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I agree. That is interesting. The point about the parables, or at least like the stories. I was talking with a guy recently, and I don't remember the context. I wish I did, but I remember like thinking it was strange. But we were talking about um, in the work that I do about the idea of empowering women with authentic choice and not trying okay. to coerce them to choose life uh, because that it, it, even coercing someone to make the right decision is still coercion. You shouldn't do yes. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so we were talking about like, okay, how can we empower women to give them all the options, including abortion so that they can make a real choice, right? Because we know that the, the pro-abortion people, they don't want them to There's make a no real choice, choice yeah. right? They they funnel them into making one choice, and that's abortion. So how can we give them the full range of options, you know, adoption, parenting, uh, and abortion, really? Can we do that? And they were, he was talking about something. He, like, quoted something from, from Paul. And I said, yeah, it also makes me think of the rich young man, you know, where Jesus offers it to him, and he rejects it. And it's like, it's better that way because then he had a yeah. real choice to follow Jesus or not. And he kind of like blankly stared at me as if like uh -huh. what I was saying was just like not relevant at all. And maybe it was just the moment, you know? Huh. Yeah. It, and like we were moving fast and things were going and we were talking about, we were on to the next thing, you know? But I was like, I feel like what I said way more relates to what we're talking about than what the, the verse that you just quoted, you know, that yeah. is like about choice generally. But like, this is a real story of Jesus doing this with a person, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It, and that's not a universal law or rule, but I just remember it sticking out to me as like, he should really have identified with that a lot more than he did. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, I, I was at, a, I was at a Protestant youth group and this might be, this might be bad because it was a, it was a high, it was a high, a bunch of high schoolers, but. Um, no, I think we, we can were make doing fun like of high schoolers. We were doing like a trivia thing. I was in high school at the time. So. Oh, okay. I think, well then especially we can make fun of these high schoolers. Well, it was like a trivia thing and it was like, who it was like a biblical trivia thing and one of the hard questions was 
one of the one of the expert questions was yeah. what was the name of the guy who helped Jesus carry the cross? Oh. Expert level question. Yeah, Ethan. Simon. And I was like, Pick me. Simon. It's Simon. And and everyone was like, How did you know that? How did I was you like, know that? like, I was like, because every year. Yeah, I hear it. During in, Lent, in we the hear the story. I'm yeah. like, I've heard this story every year my entire life. Have and you're you so bored because you're standing and you have to listen to the priest be Jesus and you have to listen to some random lady be the the voice. Well, who's the voice? That doesn't make any sense. I have to stand there and listen. So of course, I'm going to remember it because I've stood there being like, oh, <laughs> like the only thing you can think about is the name of the guy holding the cross. Exactly. You know, that's crazy. And yeah, I was like, that's that's wild that yeah. you guys didn't know that. Um, but that, that's it. It's like, it's like the, the, the store. And I think this is what it is. It's easier. What they, what Protestants have for doctrine is the Bible. And so like, it's hard to, um, their, their focus on biblical study mm-hmm. is the words of Paul and the mm-hmm. words of the, of the Catholic letters, because those are the things that tell people what to do. Fit. Yeah. What to do. <laughs> and like, then you the, can just follow it the stories are not really relevant at all because they don't have like, there's not like a, a culture of like an analogy, you mm-hmm. know, or like, well, stories, they're not pedagogical, you know, like reading about what Jesus did. Doesn't on the surface, tell me what to do. You sure. Know? It doesn't tell yeah. me what to believe. It's just like, Oh, okay. I guess I should do that sometimes when I'm in that situation. And that's, that's the extent to which this means anything to me. Which is wrong. I don't know. I feel bad talking about all this stuff because I don't freaking read the Bible, dude. So like, I don't. I don't have, <laughs> I, at least I like say, I, I have, will, but I'm not. I have not. Read I, it I recently. will say that it's it's likely it's likely you're not going to hear a rich young ruler story um, in a Protestant church because yeah. it's like such a weird thing, especially if you don't have yeah. monastic life as a part of your tradition. You're like, oh, this this is like a metaphor. It's like, well, is it? Because he's he very clearly was upset by this. So like. Mm-hmm. are we supposed to sell everything we have and come follow jesus yeah that's interesting have you seen this thing that's happening in like the some church or some university somewhere where it's like two weeks straight people have been coming in and praying have you heard about this the asbury revival yes what do you think of that that's an interesting thing i saw people do doing things there in the in the church they're just dancing i don't know <laughs> i don't know anything about it um it's somebody compared that to I don't know if I saw this on Twitter or not, but somebody said this is interesting because when you have when you have a revival like that where it's just people praying day in day out, getting saved, getting healed, all these things, uh, and it's you know in one particular location and people are yeah. coming and going to to experience this particular grace in this place, and then you tell them about a monastery and they're like I don't know about that. That's a bit. <laughs> They like compared it to monastic life and about how that's uh, like they're seeking the exact same thing as what monasticism provides, but it's just I didn't, it's, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it, it just your comment made yeah. me think about that. But um, I uh, yeah, it's all very it's all very interesting. I'm in my new work. I just I work with Protestants a lot more now because obviously there are allies sure. in the fight against yes. abortion, Indeed. and so uh, a lot of these things are coming up, and I'm realizing. I don't read the Bible anymore. I've been thinking about this for Lent. Oh, yeah. I've been thinking about this for Lent. And like, I don't know, man. I made a plan. So I watched Braveheart. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
for Lent. It's a good Lenten film. For well, yeah, I watched it at the yeah. beginning, and um, did you see my tweet? I did. I posted a picture of of William Wallace as he's about to fight the English. And I said, this is how guys see themselves when they delete Reddit off their phone for 40 Yeah, days. that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> no traction on it at all, but I thought it was good. Um, but I was thinking about like that that guy, you know? Obviously, it's a very masculine film. And just about how like he goes off with his uncle at the beginning of the movie. And he comes back, I don't know, 20 years later, 25 years later. He's speaking Latin. He's speaking French. Uh-huh. He he knows the the scripture. He's holy. And he he kills these people to like save his family or whatever, and it's like man, I don't do, I don't I don't do any I don't even like I don't even I don't kill people to save what, my family. Yeah, I've never killed. What the guy. am I even doing? First of all, I've never killed a guy. Second of all, I don't read the Bible. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, let's I feel start, I just start I feel, with the second thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel very weak in all my in, in my bones and in my muscles. You've uh, you've heard me tease this out over many many months about how I feel weak in my body and weak in my spirit. Sure. You know, what's the deal with that? How do you, how do you become know. how do you go from being kind of a weak little guy who's afraid all the time, who's not very courageous, who doesn't exercise, who has a good job, good family, good life, you know, nothing to complain yeah. about. But how do I go from this to like being a real brave courageous person heart a brave heart a brave heart i don't know because i look at you and i'm like patrick's a guy that's brave you know is that so yeah what what makes me brave ethan well so i was thinking about our time at seek and you just were walking up to a lot of people and i was like i don't want to i don't want to embarrass myself i don't want to <laughs> say to these people i don't want to it was partially because i was tired but it was also partially because there was like a genuine fear of like ah. what they would think of me if i went up and you don't have that because you're very brave and I heard someone mm-hmm. say recently, brave people are more fun. I'm like, that's why Patrick is so fun to be around because he's very Thank brave. You. And so I've just been thinking about all these things a lot lately. And uh, I'm just wondering what the heck is wrong with me? Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, I don't know. All right. I don't, I don't really think anything. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm reticent to, to, to criticize my friends. I don't really have like a. Well, like I don't a, want you uh, to criticize me per se, but I'm just. I don't like, I don't like. A I just want you to eviscerate me, annihilate me, vaporize me, just like totally, you know, kneecap me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, 
You don't have to talk about me specifically. You can just talk about what makes men weak and lack courage. Ah, uh, talk talk broadly. I see. Well, mm-hmm. and then I will apply it to me, and then stay up late tonight thinking about it. I think we should become a men cast. I've been looking at the Catholic oh, yeah? Man Show and seeing how successful they are, and thinking that we should rebrand as a man cast for men. Um, most of our followers on Instagram are women, by the really? way. Really? Yeah. What? So, <sighs> I think I, I I have to go look it up on Spotify, but I think most of our listeners are women. That's crazy. Yeah. Are we effeminate? Um, no. I I, I stand by what I've said. He hesitated. Uh, in the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stand by what I've said in the past is that um, the two the two groups of people who listen to our podcast are 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 Catholic moms and Catholic sorority girls mm-hmm. because who wants nice Catholic boys more? You know who, yeah, who, wants, who wants to hear from nice Catholic guys? You think people are living out their fantasies by living listening to us? Not like not uh, not not like not those like that. Not, like, not that, like that. But like no normal men that are Catholic and friendly. You know, are we are we developing parasocial relationships with our audience? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, what, what are you what looking is, up there? What are you, what are you, what are you Googling? I'm, I'm checking our, I'm checking our, uh, our audience. All right. Our audience is 52% female, 48% male. Okay. Um, uh, 48.5% is 23 to, to 27. Most of our listeners are 18 to, to 34. And the top artist they listen to is Taylor Swift still. So that's just because you listen to our podcast and your top yeah. artist is it. You've skewed the results. I've, I've, I've skewed that's, that's on me. I have all yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess not most of our audience is women, but most of our Instagram followers are women. <laughs> that's what, okay. what was that? What was we that? We don't have to talk about bravery or courage if you don't want to. No, no, I, I don't have anything to say. That's really, I, yeah. I, I like the topic. I, that's all right. um, it's just what I've been thinking about. Cause I watched Braveheart recently. How does, I was thinking about this in uh, bingo card. Uh, I was, thinking that was when i was writing my book um mm-hmm. about funny. about bravery um not bravery specifically but like how men tend to like run away like mm-hmm. that's our that's our default um you that's think like, that wouldn't be the case though why i don't know because we're big and strong i mean powerful sure but like that was kind of adam's vibe Right? Was he was like, I'm gonna run away from God, and then when God finds me, I'm not run running away, away from, from anything. <laughs> I'm a big old dumbbell. <laughs> I appreciate that that dumbbell hasn't moved in three days. No, I've been I've been using it oh, to okay. lift. That's good. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think our, our masculine tendency is to run away. Uh, it's, it's a product of the fall. Um, different guys run away in different ways. Some some run physically, like by abandoning their families or avoiding even mm. even having a family. Yeah. Um, some run by going relationship to relationship. Some run by like you know throwing themselves into their job or you know a hobby. Some some men run away by like alcohol, like drugs and stuff like that. Video. I think um, I think this is a unique sin of men specifically. Mm. Interesting. Um, this this tendency to run. Um. And I think it's rooted in our, uh, I think it's rooted in our, our fall. I think it's rooted in our fallen nature. Um, men tend to run away. That's, that is a good point that it's not, um, this isn't something that women experience as much. I don't think women tend to experience this desire to run away as much as yeah, guys do. That's, that is so, that makes a lot of sense to me. 
um, I feel like what you've just described, that whole tendency is like exactly what I'm battling against in this Lent, Lenten season. Sure. Um, I kind of have like four things that I'm focused on. It's prayer, routine, community, and suffering are like the four things that I've kind of highlighted as like, all right, this is how I can start to tackle the fear, you know, uh, and the desire to run away. I don't know if it's going to work or not. That's like a, there's like a deeper fear inside all of it. It's like, what if all this is for nothing? Oh, sure. Well, (laughs) it's not. I'm like, I'm like a Russian doll. Uh A a Matryoshka doll. A (laughs) Malyosha doll of, of, of fear and anxiety. Uh-huh. And I'm only just now realizing that. Except when you open it in the little, instead of a littler doll, it's a greater one. It's a bigger one on the inside. Yeah, it's true. It goes in reverse. <laughs> it, it, it reverses the space, the second law of thermodynamics. And yes. there's bigger, bigger dolls inside the, the larger dolls. We don't have to talk about my problems. We do. Funniest thing I ever business. came up with when I was a kid was I was writing yeah. a, an Indiana Jones parody book for when I was in sixth grade. Uh-huh. And uh, the the temple called the Montana temple, Mike, <laughs> something like that. Something stupid like that. Yeah. Uh, but that the good. the joke was that the uh, the uh, as you got closer, mm-hmm. the thing got the big building. Like it looked really big in the distance. But as you got closer, it got smaller oh. instead of normal how things look smaller in the distance than get bigger and get bigger as you this is a cursed temple and and it it looked really big from far away but as you got closer it turned out it was really tiny the guy couldn't even get in oh man yeah and that's the end of the adventure yeah sorry i did the adventure poor montana mike mbamba jones he's never gonna make it out of the museum i think it was dakota smith dakota smith easy that's pretty that's like that's that's it's not a dune character (laughs) what's his name Duncan Idaho. Duncan Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I forget, I forget what joke I made, but I was like, um, Duncan Idaho is like a is stupid because his last name is a state, like George Washington. Has That's anybody dumb. done Arrakis runs on Duncan? That's funny. Yeah. That's people should tweet that real quick. But you have to put you gotta like Photoshop his face onto the man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Arrakis runs on Duncan. Arrakis runs on Duncan. That's good. Well, what else? Let's. You wanna? You wanna laugh? You wanna joke? I do. I, I'm. I'm totally down. I'm. I'm very. Um, I don't have anything to joke. About. I'm very tired. I so am there's, too. I am yeah. too. And that makes for a good show. Uh-huh. Well, let's let's think for a second. Oh, I I forgot. I meant I meant to bring this up on the show because it's content. Okay. And I, I figured you were gonna find out eventually. Oh. Um, I got invited back on Around the Halo uh tonight without you (laughs) i won i think that's why i won i I was better at it i think i'm in the loser's bracket um he didn't invite me on recently but i I didn't stand i still stand by that i got robbed because i made a funny joke and john made the same joke and then you made a different joke and that made your look yours look better but john stole my joke so that's why i didn't win john stole your joke yes what was your joke i don't remember because i don't actually care that much but I I remember I made a joke and then John stole the joke and then you made a different joke and you got more points because yours is more original in in comparison. Um, yes. But no, Joel 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 texted me yesterday that he wanted me to come on. I think I, I think they someone must have dropped because I got subbed off. But well, I they got, wanted I, to. They, he texted me the like a couple of weeks ago and was like, "Hey," and I just didn't respond fast enough. And I think Katie Ruby went on or something instead. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, so you're gonna go on eventually. That's what he told me. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was like, "Oh, Ethan, not this time, but next time we're gonna do like a, a a winners bracket." So I think he's, I think he thinks that you're gonna win yours, and he wants to do like a winners 
circle at the end. Well, yeah, of course I'm going to win. I'm good at that type of program. Because I'm I too over, serious. I over prepare and then I uh, and then I, I compensate by the fact that I feel like I've over prepared by just making a lot of jokes. And then sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then I get lots of points. I I have been thinking about how, how badly I want to get back into stand up comedy. Do you want to do stand up comedy? <laughs> it's teach really me. fun. Teach it's me really how to fun. Can you do a comedy course and I'm the only person that enrolls and it's free? It's just you and me talking. What <laughs> <laughs> this is it's this. Um, I literally wrote down, I have a list of things because sometimes when I don't know what I'm working on, then I get distracted. I look at social media. It says here, things I want to know slash learn about so that I can, I can use my Lenten time that's more free in the ways that I want to. Right here it says comedy slash writing jokes. I just wrote that down this morning. Wow, yeah. And I want to know. Can you show me? I did invite um, James Donald Forbes McCann onto the podcast. He did. He's responded. You haven't he responded back yet. He did? What? Yes. You no. haven't texted him back yet. Well, I deleted Instagram off my phone. James Donald Forbes McCann of the James Donald Forbes, Forbes McCann, McCann Catamaran Plan podcast is, is interested in coming on our show. He said, please, whenever suits. Whenever suits. Goodness gracious. I know. Let's record next week. We usually record on Wednesdays. Wednesday, wed, wed, Wednesday afternoons. But will that be in the middle of the night for you? <laughs> Let's record next week send okay wow i'm so excited for that i didn't know he responded i didn't see the notification you must have opened it before me no i didn't open it that's wow oh i'm so excited <laughs> what is that <laughs> what does it say it's him on a jet ski that says <laughs> i am the effing man <laughs> he's so he's so funny dude oh man i've been listening to a lot of his stuff he actually, he's a person that I think is very brave. We could talk to him about Oh, that. yeah? He has no guile in him whatsoever. He's... What do, you said that about me. What does that mean? What do you mean? What do you think that means? Let I me look up, let me look up guile. No, 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 no. <laughs> I need you to tell me what you think it means first. You can't look up the definition A guile, guile. is a medieval association of craftsmen and merchants <laughs> often having considerable power. <laughs> That's a guild. Oh, no. <laughs> What do you think the word guile means? Guile means like having <laughs> um, predilections and like self-awareness. And so if you are a guile... I have no self-awareness? No, not not in a negative way. Like, sure. uh, you remember how you were like four years ago? Sure. Chock full of guile. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now so, you're out of it. So guile means like uh, duplicity. Yeah. Like, like they're scheming. Oh, well, hold on. Maybe I have the wrong word. Yeah, you have the wrong word. But um when I was in when I was in uh elementary Sly school or cunning intelligence. So, yes. okay, so more so like people without guile are earnest. Yes. That's that what I sense. that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um speaking of guilds and guile, uh my friend Matthew, when I was in elementary school, we were playing Pokémon Mystery Dungeon in which you join a guild. Do you ever play mm -hmm. that game? 
No, I never played a Pokemon game because Pope Francis or Pope John Paul II said that I could not play it. No, no, no. Pope Benedict said you could. Um, Pope Benedict. Well, well I mean, you know, Hitler's um, youth pope. Oh my gosh, I'm so mad. <laughs> How dare you? Um, you so Adolf Hitler playing Pokemon in the bunker. Anyway, <laughs> do you think? Do you think you play Pokemon in the bunker? You think you play Pokemon in the bunker? <laughs> Uh, that's the real reason that he went into the bunker so that he could just pick and just play on his game boy he's sp like, hey ava do you want to just go in the in the bunker and vibe can we yeah. just vibe in the bunker yeah. not actually dead he just really wanted to play pokemon <laughs> he just really needed some me time you know he's <laughs> got plenty of it now yeah geez yeah because uh, he's you know all about hitler but he killed hitler so whoa never heard that one before i know it's great <laughs> i'm gonna put a pin in that Finish Say what you, what you will about Stalin, but he killed millions. So, um. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do so much editing this week. <laughs> no, 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 that one's funny. That's an Instagram okay. reel. That's a, that's a that's a reel. Um, I, I've been reading a I've been reading a book about about the the the, the famine in communist Russia. Oh yeah, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It was really bad. <laughs> Why do you you pick the most depressing books to read? Yeah, I, I I read I read one about like the IRA. In the yeah, 70s. you read one about the Third Reich. Yeah, what's your deal? I don't the know. History sad. History sad. You read a book about the IRS next. Hey, um, what was I talking about? Oh You're yeah, talking about Pokemon, Pokemon Mystery, Mystery Dungeon. Dungeon. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. You join a guild in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Yeah. And my friend Matthew kept calling it a guild. <laughs> and i was like matthew it's not a guild it's a guild and we had this huge friendship ending fight Whoa. about how to pronounce it until his mom was like yeah it's guild matt and he was like well i think there's two pronunciations <laughs> we also had a we also had a friendship ending fight about uh whether or not the oldest city in america was saint augustine or if it was jamestown saint augustine Augustine. I gotta blow my nose real quick because I'm sick. I was talking to someone about this. I was talking to someone about this. Why is it that in English Wait it's to Augustine, talk until I'm done. but in every romance language it's Augustino? Say that again. You couldn't wait till I was done blowing my How nose. How come in every? No. How come in every <laughs> romance language it's Augustino or something like that, and in English it's Augustine? I don't know. Because the everywhere else they have to have a vowel at the end of their words, or else they can't say them. That's true. Right. Spaghetti. Did you know that there's a Street Fighter character named Major Guile? What are we talking about? I still have Guile pulled up. He he's got like a little mushroom hat oh. on his head. He's. I'll show you him. Please uh, do. I'm yeah, gonna have to I'll get. A, a I'm gonna have to get a recliner in a minute here. Why? There's someone's dropping off the furniture store is dropping off furniture at our house because we ordered a baby rocker. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I might have to do that in a second, but show me major oh. guile. Oh, I'm sending you major guile. I don't think that's a hat. I think that's his hair. What? Yeah. Bummer. His head, his head looks like a, look like, look like a, look like a butte. Look like a Mesa over there. <laughs> plateau head yeah his head's looking like a freaking someone someone responded to my uh someone responded to my protestant fog machine tweet today and said uh i i posted something about like people say lent is pagan uh people say lent isn't biblical neither are fog machines so just let us do our thing um 
<laughs> and someone responded, I genuinely think Catholics haven't met a Protestant that's not a member of Joel Osteen's church. And I'm going to respond, guilt by association. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're an accomplice to Joel Osteen. Accomplice. <laughs> that's funny. I was thinking about, so I want to get back to you, get, wanting to get back into stand-up comedy, but I was thinking about this thing. Yeah, about, I want to get back into stand-up comedy. Because you were talking about high school, and that's, how, that's what you did in high school. But um, I've been thinking about my high school and about how my generation is perfectly bifurcated between millennials and Gen Z. Yes. Because we had, uh, in my grade, there were people who were like really into the safety dance, unironically. And then we also had people who like, made vines during class you know what sure, i mean yeah it's like so i i saw the two generations unfold mm -hmm. and it's very interesting because like there then you also have like the invader zim kids which are kind of in the middle really yes like really perfect the, the nightmare the before christmas invader mm -hmm. zim kids yeah mm -hmm. my Hot chemical topic. romance yeah yeah it's um, like that wednesday that, adam that unique so i'm not talking about like goth like back in the day i'm talking about no. that like that like 2010 scene kid energy. That's, yeah. that is something that I don't think will ever come back. And I think is vastly unappreciated because all of those kids, they were nice to me. And the vine were kids so were mean, sweet. the vine kids were mean to me. And the, uh, the safety dance kids were all Mormon and thought I was going to hell. And so it was, <laughs> <laughs> I think Mormons are just millennials and that's just how it's going to be. Unfortunately, <laughs> forever, forever. Joseph Smith was the first millennial. <laughs> the angel Moroni said, um, come get these golden plates. They're full of uh, Nyan Cat Spaghetti OMG XD So Random. Mm -hmm. That's that's from First Nephi. Yeah, First Nephi. You've read it. You've done your reading on the Book of Mormon. I've I've read some. I I a Book well, of Mormon. At least you saw was, the musical. I did see the musical. No, I I, I listened to the soundtrack of the musical. It's yeah, not the same. Not no, the same. It's not the same. No, I don't know. So tell me about your desire to get back into stand-up comedy. Let's well, I, I I think I'm gonna be better at it, even though I haven't done it in a while, because I do I speak in front of middle schoolers. And like mm -hmm. once you've spoken, like that's the thing about middle schoolers is that if you make them laugh, you could probably be a stand-up comedian because they don't have a two drink minimum and they hate you. That's true. And they also I mean, talk about like a rough crowd. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? If you can handle, you know, Chaz in the back who doesn't care about what you're saying and has his socks pulled up to his groin, then <laughs> yeah. Did I, did I, did I complain about one of my middle schoolers no, to you? No, do it right school? now. Do it right now. I one one of these kids, one of these, one of these kids. Oh, get him in I the middle know. of the talk. He's like, I'm playing chess. And I'm like, okay, before the talk starts, like I'm going to play chess. I'm like, fine. I, I did that during the podcast a few weeks ago, to be fair. Go so. play chess. I don't care. <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And, I was like, okay, that's cool. He's like, I'm 15. I'm ranked 1500. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm going to do the talk now. And so I did the talk. And in the middle of the talk, like I'm hitting a major point and he goes, mm -hmm. checkmate. And I'm like, hey, man, you already made your point that you are playing chess in the middle of the talk. You, there's no more people to impress. Everyone right. is already, everyone who is going to be impressed by you playing chess is already impressed and has moved on. Yeah. Um, and so I, I talked about afterwards. I was like, I was like, Oh, are you are you are you really like break fifteen hundred? That's awesome. He's like, oh, no. And I, I was like, all right, cool. What's, like, what's, what is happening? I didn't pick that number out of thin air. Yeah, you, you picked. You said you it. said that. Yeah. And I was like, I I could. It's not out of the line of question. It's like not out of the realm of reason for a, a an eighth grader to be really good at chess and like yeah. play all the time and get a fifteen hundred on chess.com. You know what sure. I mean? Like, this can, is not a USCF ranking. Yes. 
yeah, you're not, you're not like, you're not playing, you know, you're not, you're not playing in ranked tournaments. Right? Um, and he's like, no, I'm like 500. I'm like, oh, cool. Like I'm on, I'm at like 800 and like slowly declining. And he was like, and then walked away. And I was like, man, what do you want? Like, do you want to talk about chess? Do you want to like, <laughs> do you, do you want people to know you as a chess guy or not? Yeah. Cause like, I'm trying to have a conversation with you, man. Right. Yeah. Like, like, and this is, this is, That's so this funny. is, this is what middle schoolers are. All right. Yeah. This is, this is where they're at. They, they're, they're, they're very down. They don't, they think everyone hates them and they mm-hmm. hate everyone. Mm-hmm. And if you can make a middle schooler laugh, yes, you can make drunk 20 year olds laugh. That's true. It's easier. It's easy. 20 year old. And because they've gone there because they want to see you. Mm-hmm. They, they want to watch you make them laugh. Right. Or they just want to watch someone. Maybe not necessarily you. Yeah. But not they just, you. Maybe. They just want to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm, 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 here's my problem. I have focus brain, right? So like oh, I yeah. was in, I was in focus for so long, three years. And only have, in the last year have just gotten back into like the culture writ large. Uh huh. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's funny. I feel like the things that I think are funny, and this is proved on Twitter as well. Like the things that I think are really funny, only like four people think are funny, you know? And I just worry that if I get back out there, you don't think we'll have this problem because you're, you you're, so? you're an everyman. You, everybody. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, but I think something in my brain is broken where I shielded myself from all of the, the stuff in like the pop culture but then also developed this like really niche, really weird sense of humor that's just for me. And now I like can't I can't take what I've done over here and sure. put it back over there. You know what I, I mean, mean? You can like you can like take what I I was asked to do stand up comedy in college for like a talent show and I hadn't done it in a while. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. You probably crushed. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely ate, as the kids say. <laughs> um <laughs> and what, what I did was stage? I took like I had gone to I had gone to the um to the doctor on campus because I um had problems with my lower back and she said this sounds from, like from carrying the talent stenosis. show yeah <laughs> she said this sounds like spinal stenosis okay and she was like do you do you find yourself tripping often particularly on the top stair and I said oh no yes I do um and she was like this this is like this is this is a disease that like degrades your legs over time I know. And I was like, I thought it was really funny because like she hadn't tested anything. I yeah. just said things and she I was like, she's WebMD in real life, you know? And I was like, this is a really funny yeah. story. I that could probably funny. like punch this up and yeah, like, draw yeah. it out in 10 minutes or so. And so that's what I did. Um you don't is have Is there to, a recording like, of this somewhere? I don't think so. I'm gonna splice it in. I, I don't think so. I'm gonna Google um, Patrick Nevy talent show. Spinal stenosis. Um but I did, I did have, I did do the, I did do the, uh, the talent show two years in a row. And Chris Stefanik came up to me after the, the Steubenville talent show and said, oh, we'll see, we'll see you at the conferences one of these, one of these years. And Whoa. I said, yeah. And here I am. Wow. Not there. <laughs> wow. Hey, there's still time. You're young. What are you, 28, 29? Somewhere in there. That's great. I'm very impressed. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I'm I'm a shell of a man. It's okay, man. You're doing great. No, I don't feel good anymore. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I don't have anything left to do. I um I've, I've done all that God wants me to do on the earth and now he's going to take me away. This is this I, is I burp on the podcast. <laughs> I burped on the podcast. 
<laughs> How was your yeah. day at work, babe? I burped on the podcast. Burped on the podcast. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, had to, I had to. I had to put a goofy sound effect over it so that people could hear my gross, wet burp. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we how 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 long are we at right now? Have we been podcasting for a long time? This is we're at twenty five minutes. You're joking. I am joking. <laughs> <laughs> We've been recording for fifty two minutes, but I don't know how much of that was you showing me your vertical video. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Took me longer to. I want to I want to get back into making reels. I don't know if you remember this era of my Instagram where I was like I was I was home. Like six months ago. No 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 no. There was like there was like it was it was back in 2020. It was when I was like when Phoebe and I. I certainly don't remember that. Phoebe and I were both working, and so I was working Sunday through Thursday, and she was working Monday through Friday. And right. So I always had a day to myself. And so on Fridays, uh, I would like be thinking about something and I would just go do an Instagram story. This is before Reels. This is before really Reels. Yeah. So I would, I, on my Instagram story, I would do like a bunch of, I do like a bunch of captions and I, mm -hmm. yeah, I would, I would like, yeah, I would do like a, a I would rant about something. Um, those were great. I, 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 I think Reels are, are a better way to like a better medium to do that. Um, like the editing thing is cool. Um, I think that those are more fun than YouTube videos because like they're less time consuming. Sure. Um, and you can do funny things with them. You know, like I did a funny reel where I got hit in the face with Ash Wednesday. That was fun. Oh, Keith grassroots Catholic. That's the other thing is that Keith and Amber are friends of ours. They both follow us and they share our stuff. Oh, and we get more followers. How many followers do we have now? Not a lot. Oh no. Well, maybe <laughs> if we have James Donald Forbes McCann on our uh, program, then uh, we will blow up, as the kids say. As the kids say. Yes, we will eat. Do you think that all of our friends from the Discord will remain our friends after we become big-time podcasters? I think a better question is, do you think all of our friends on the Discord will still be our friends when we inevitably have a slow but painful decline? <laughs> we got um, we to gotta, we gotta quit while we're ahead. Unfortunately, yeah, that, we're ahead now. So probably yeah, that, that would have been in 2017. <laughs> our peak. That was we, were peak. At, we were at the peak of our relevancy in 2017. That's not true. That's not it true. is true. Matt Frad quote tweeted me. That's cool. Yeah, well. We can do Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. Cool. If you want. Um, yeah. I am excited about this question. Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, sponsored by you guys. Sponsored by... You sad sacks of singleness. Um, I'm sorry. Was that mean? I'm trying no. to. I'm. I'm trying to do that thing where I have like an adversarial relationship with our audience. I'm noticing that's in now. Like yeah. especially with Twitch streaming, you like in order to create conflict, you like argue with chat or you like, you know. Well, that's what you do when you don't have any real friends. Oh, what? Like if you don't have any friends in your in your videos in your Twitch streams, then you have to argue with the chat. I have you. So I don't need a chat. Argue with me. Yeah. That's fair. I guess it's weird when we do it to each other or do it like just ourselves. We do it to the listener because it's like we're double teaming. I don't you know? think it's weird when we do it to each other. You don't think so? No, no. no I think not, not to each other. I'm saying like when we when we do it to our audience, when, we, when we're adversarial with our audience, it's weird mm. when we do that to them because mm. it's like we're double teaming. You know, it's like yes. all of a sudden you're like, imagine like being in a group because people say that that's the that's the vibe they get from our podcast. It's like oh, I'm just having a conversation with my oh, friends, yeah, 
You know, yeah. imagine if you're having a conversation with your friends, and, and all then of two of your two friends turn to you and just start berating just you, roasting <laughs> you, like like you're single and you're never He's, gonna find anybody. Get out of here. Okay, so I would never this, say that to my audience. Good thing we don't have a we don't have a we don't have a single person writing in today. We have a married person. So, oh, uh, business dating from James. Uh, dating marriage actually a little question here. Dear Doctor Ethan and Professor Patrick. That's how you broke up the podcast. Yeah, I move away from the mic to breathe. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, how can I be a more attentive husband? Oh. Long-time listener since 2018, newlywed since October. My wife and I dated for five years before we got married. We met at college at a swing dancing social. Um, we are both practicing Catholics. We practically grew up together, and we are more established in our lives, careers, etc. Um, we had a really good engagement period of learning, premarital counseling, therapy, marriage prep, etc. Marriage has been a lot of fun. It also revealed to me how unaware I can be of my surroundings, a.k.a. the state of our home and time management. Mm -hmm. I have adult ADHD. I do not like to think of it as a crutch just to be okay with living passively or in mediocrity. I truly desire to be a good husband and father someday. Uh, I don't want my wife to be my parent and tell me to do things around the house. I want to start noticing the needs around me. Any advice would truly be appreciated. Thanks. Uh, don't hesitate to ask follow-up questions. Uh, I don't have any follow-up questions. Ethan, what do you think? Advice on being a good husband, more attentive husband. Oh man, you don't have any ideas. I mean, I have I have some ideas, but I can't say that they're based out of things that I do. <laughs> I can I can talk about something that I've that happened recently. Uh, I think so. How to be more attentive? Well, I don't know anything about ADHD, but I can't imagine that it just means that you have blinders up to everything all the time forever. Yeah. Um, so you have to install some system that works for you to make you remember to check on things or help out with things. I don't know what that is, but maybe when you uh, eat breakfast, you just check the dishwasher and you're like, oh, the dishes. You can put those away. I got five minutes, right? And it starts to build that habit of like, oh, I just kind of check to see if that's there, right? And if it is, if it's if it's a, if it's not, if not, not full, we don't worry about it. You don't do anything, right? But you just have installed that little boop. I'm going to check. Oh, okay. Right. And I can move on. So you can start doing that with lots of different things. The trash. You can start doing it with the laundry. You can start doing it. Does it need to be moved over? You know? Oh, I can do yeah. that. You know? So there's little things like that that you can just, if you if you put a little interruption in your day to, to check on those things, that can be a very good way to be attentive. Um, is he a dad? Is he a parent? No? No dad? Um, it's different when you're a dad because there's a whole yeah. other thing to help with. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want to say that you have it easy right now because that is a jerk thing to say, but it does get significantly more intricate when you have a third it's person. It's good to build the habits now. It's good to build the habits now. You need them, yes. You know? So I will say um, something that Emma and I have talked about for me, because I struggle with this a lot is not just like letting Emma be the default parent, you know, because she's the one with the baby all day. Yeah. And so then when, so like on the weekends or in the evenings, my thought is, oh, I got to, I got to, I got to do this thing. I got to do this task. Yes. You know, I am the one that mows the yard. So I'm going to go mow the yard. I am the one that typically cleans up the kitchen after dinner. So I'm going to be the one that does that. When in reality, what Emma needs is to not be holding the baby. And so I got to go hold the baby, which to me is like, well, that's, I'm not able to do the chore that I normally do. 
but it's listening and being attentive to what Emma needs uh, and adjusting my behaviors based on that. So that's been really good. Um, yeah. And I would say the more that you can leave your phone away and just listen and be attentive and communicate to your wife when this is also another problem that happens is the communication. So like sometimes she's talking to you and telling you a whole bunch of stuff and you're not really ready to listen. You're not really there yeah. because you're thinking about something else. And so being able to say, I really, this, I, under, I want to be fully aware of what you're saying. I need you to stop. I need to finish do, 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 do whatever. And then I want to, I want to pay full attention to you because right now you're telling me about 5,000 things that you've thought about all day and you haven't had anyone to talk to. And so now you're telling me, but like, I can't, I, I can't. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. So like being open about that stuff. So yeah. that way you really hear her more and then you can start to implement the things that she's telling you so that you're not just floating through life, you know, and not, not being attentive. Yeah. I think, um, I, I've experienced something similar with, I, yes, if you have ADHD and, uh, you have this thing in your pocket that Poly pocket. Um, in your pocket that is uh, designed to draw your attention away mm -hmm. from things, uh, put that away, put it I away. Think. Um, don't get it out unless my, you need it for something my specific. Personal, my my personal phone is pretty locked down, um, and so like I use I I keep my evening and morning routines on my phone. Um, but if that's too distracting, keep like a notepad that has your morning and evening routines. Um, I suggest writing down your morning and evening routines and going through them step by step every night, um, and putting those chores in the way that makes the most sense. And if you need to change them, change them. But as long as you have a plan, it's easier to steer a moving ship, right? So like, for example, I kept forgetting to run the dishwasher at night. I kept forgetting and it was a problem because we'd wake up and we need bowls. We didn't have any bowls, right? That's a tough um, one. And so I, and, and same with, with trash. I would keep forgetting to take out the trash and then I'd wake up in the morning and the trash would need to go out and I'm running out the door and now I have to take the trash out too, you know? And it's like, right. it's, a little, it's a little tough. Uh, it was like stressful to have to carry everything out all at once, you know? Um, and so what I did was I was like, all right, here's my evening routine, put on an audiobook or a fun podcast and just listen to, you know, get ready for bed, um, before Leo goes to sleep. And then, um, after Leo goes to sleep, I have this, 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 mm -hmm. it makes sense for me to like do the laundry first or do the, do the dishes first and then do the trash after that. Right. Just make it like, this is the order that it goes in. And then it needs to change. That's fine. I can change it. Or if, you know, we want to do something else, like, you know, Phoebe wants tea every night. You know, now I can say, after I get the dishes done, put the kettle on. While I'm getting the trash, the tea will heat up and she'll be ready to have tea. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like just stuff like that. You know, it's you don't get any extra points for keeping it all in your head. No. No one's going to get mad at you if you write it down. Yeah, um, you so can even have you can even have a whiteboard that you put on the fridge and you just yep. write it down and then you put little check marks and you erase them and then you just do the same thing every week or every day, whatever you need to do. Yep. Just get it in a system that makes sense for you. And then once it's in the system, once it's a habit, you don't have to, you know, think about it as much. And then exactly. it's just there. So you're gonna have to do a lot of upfront effort to install it. And then uh, and there's no easy way to do that, unfortunately. So. You might have to, I don't know. I don't know what is keeping you from your wife, but figure it out. Well, hopefully I think with that was good advice. I think so too. Yeah. We, man, I got a meeting here soon.
This recliner hasn't come, but it should be dropped off soon. I think after my meeting, I'm going to take a little nap. A little Ash Wednesday nap. Come on, baby. Let's go. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a nap on fast days. Can I say oh, that? Oh, not at all. I would. I yeah. recommend it. I went to bed at 8 o'clock last night. And by that, I mean I was snoozing at 8 o'clock. Like I was in bed at 7 reading. And then I went to bed at 8, woke oh. up at 7. So nice. I would do anything to have that. You'll get, you'll get there, man. No, I won't. It's never going to change. It's always going to be that. I'm always going to have a three-month-old. I'm always going to have a three-month-old. He's always going to wake up every 30 minutes no matter what I do. We'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be okay. We're working. It's temporary. It is temporary. You were talking about how your phone is locked down. My phone is also locked down. Emma has blocked every website except for this one. (laughs) Why? So that anytime I'm in a bad mood, I can look up Obama. And I can see it, and then it makes me happy. How did she again. block every website except for that one? Well, she just used sort of the in the apps and the in the and the passwords and the codes and the you know to make it so that it was blocked. So she like whitelisted that website. No, she didn't actually do that. Okay, the recliner is here. Okay. So you have Bit, to go get reclined. Bit.ly slash Crunch Discord, the Crunch Catholic Podcast on YouTube.com. Make sure to like and subscribe and share this episode with a friend. If you care, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Get your ash to mass. Hashtag, hashtag. Cash Wednesday, baby. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.